This ministry has been made available by Kenneth Higgins from my Bible Training Center, Nigeria. Not just doing it on a hit and miss basis, but being consistent about it. Being consistent about it. And as we are praying those prayers, we spent some extra time feeding on the Word of God, meditating in the Word of God. Then the Holy Spirit has something He can use to open up our spirits to see who we are in Christ and walk in our authority. So, second truth. Number two. God made Adam in his image and likeness. God made Adam in his image and likeness. God made Adam in his image and likeness. God made Adam in his image and likeness and gave Adam dominion over the earth and gave Adam, mankind, dominion over the earth. God made Adam in his image and likeness and gave mankind dominion over the earth. Adam disobeyed God. Adam disobeyed God and committed high treason. Adam disobeyed God and committed high treason. Treason. You know, say treasonable felony. Committed high treason. Adam disobeyed God and committed high treason. Selling out. Selling out to the devil. Selling out to the devil. God made man in his image and after his likeness and gave Adam dominion over the earth. Adam disobeyed God and committed high treason, selling out to the devil, selling out to the devil. And therefore, Satan became the God of this world. And therefore, Satan became the God of this world. And therefore, Satan became the God of this world, falling heir to man's authority. And therefore, Satan became the God of this world, falling heir, H-E-I-R, falling heir to man's authority. God made man in his image and after his likeness and gave Adam dominion over the earth. Adam disobeyed God and committed high treason, selling out to the devil. And therefore, Satan became the god of this world, falling hair to man's hair. H-E-I-R. Hair. Hair. Har. Here. That's not my mother tongue. Praise God. Falling hair to man's authority. Falling hair to man's authority. Now, all that to Renchi, what do I mean by it? Let's see scriptures. Genesis. Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. We read in verse 26. From 26 to 28. It says, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. 
27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. 28. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So we see here God's original plan that man wasn't made to be a slave. Man wasn't made to be a, a subject of fear, sickness, disease, death. All those things were never a part of God's original creation. Man, in one sense of the word, originally, Adam was the God of this world. He called the shots. He ruled. He reigned. His word was law. He gave names to everything. And whatever name Adam gave to those animals and plants, that's the name God called them by. Amen. Adam's intellect was of such a caliber. He was full of life. He had dominion. Another scripture that brings this out clearly, Psalm 8. Psalm 8. Psalm 8. From verse 4 to 6. Psalm 8 from verse 4 to 6. It says here, it says, What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Now the word for angels is a Hebrew word Elohim. Elohim. Now you notice in Genesis 1.26 that it says, And God said, Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And it says, And God made man. You see, the us there obviously was the Godhead. The word Elohim is the word used for God in the first five chapters of the Bible. So here when it says, Thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Really, the literal Hebrew says, For thou hast made him a little lower than God. When it says a little lower, the margin says, But a shade lower. A shade lower. Now, um, that's a wall, right? A pillar. That pillar is painted. What would we call that color? white well it's exactly white okay we could say white harsh white we don't want to start a debate right now you know but you know in painting this we could take another layer of paint and put it here right then that would mean that the lower part is a shade lower than the higher upper part you see man was just a shade lower than god in his creation God made man as much like himself as he could make a being. God made man so much like himself that it was possible for God and man to be in union in a physical body in the person of Jesus Christ. See, when God could do that with man, man was in God's class. Man had dominion. He wasn't made for defeat. He wasn't made for failure. He wasn't made for sickness. He wasn't made for adversity. He was made to rule. He was a master. He called the shots. He ruled. He reigned. He was a kingly being. That was God's plan. That was what God intended 
for mankind. The truth is that Adam should still be here. Man, you see, even physical death wasn't a part of God's creation. Man was, would have lived forever. You know, there was a tree of life in that garden. There was a tree of knowledge of good and evil. Adam should have eaten of the tree of life instead. You see, because man was made like God, man had a free will. God had enough servants, enough robots, in angels. He wanted a set of creatures who will serve him because they chose to. You see, he craved a family. He wanted sons. He wanted daughters. Let's look. Genesis. Genesis chapter 1. What was the reason for the creation of the universe? Oh, well, before we go back to Genesis, let's finish reading here. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, a little lower than Elohim, and has crowned him. You see, man was the crown of God's creation, and has crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. So he had dominion over all the works of God's hands, including angels. They were his servants. They were under him. Thou hast put all things under his feet. All things were put under his feet. So he was a kingly being. He called the shots. He called the shots. That was the plan of God. That was the purpose of God. Let's see something. Let's go back to Genesis. Genesis chapter 1. Verse 14 and to 16. Oh, let's just have a 14. It says, And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day. The lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And to rule over the day and over the night. And to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. The reason why this whole universe was created was because of planet Earth. Was because of planet Earth. The Bible says there for signs and seasons on the Earth. Now, why was Earth created? The reason Earth was created was because of man. Now, why was man created? The reason man was created was the father heart of God. He wanted sons. He wanted a family. That's why he made man in God's image after his likeness we were in his class we are in his class you know they taught us in science in elementary school primary school about different kingdoms animal kingdom you know plant kingdom mineral kingdom have you ever tried to fellowship with a cow have you ever tried to talk with a cow or with your cat you notice that you can't very much talk with the cow or cat why you are in a different class. Man, however, can fellowship with God. Why? We are in his class. He made man for his fellowship, for his pleasure, to walk with him, to talk with him. And he gave, you know, God could have populated the earth, ab initio. Could have just created everybody and populated, you know, whatever the earth, maybe it would get to 12 billion one day or 20 billion one day. God could have just put 20 billion people on the earth from the beginning. But he didn't do it that way. He put one man and one woman. And he left them with the responsibility of fathering his children. 
That was some confidence God put in man. He put in Adam. Praise God. But then, in chapter 2, we read of something God told Adam. Genesis 2. I'll start from verse 15. It says, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden. Eden actually means delight, pleasure, to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. The Cambridge uh, reference edition, King James Version, the margin of it says, in dying, the day you eat of it, in dying, you will die. In dying spiritually, you will die physically. Are you listening? So that's what God told man. Don't eat of it. Don't eat of it. Someone said, why will God create it and tell him not to eat of it? Well, so that man could obey God if he wanted to. And he could disobey God if he wanted to. God gave him the right to make a choice. Praise God. So you see, God had told him, don't eat of it. But what did Adam do? Chapter 3, from verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Now is that what God said? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Well, we are not told that in that scripture. He just said, Don't eat of it. Well, and it's also wise if you are not going to eat it, don't touch it, isn't it? What you are not going to eat is good not to bring close to your nose. Am I correct? Okay. Verse 4 And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. What was the devil doing here? He was saying, God lied to you. He was challenging the integrity of God's word. What God said isn't true. No, you won't die. What's this die business? No, you won't die. For God no, doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Now, did they need that knowledge? Where did that knowledge lead us? And when the woman saw, you can see our physical senses, it appealed to our physical senses, that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. We know from the New Testament that Eve was deceived. The devil's greatest weapon is a power of suggestion. He's always seeking to enter into your thought life. He will always he hasn't changed his, his method he always challenges the integrity of god's word well what did god say he said it and really it's not quite like that listen it's like that now in the first place why the conversation with the devil why why adam obviously did not take responsibility for his family he should have put his feet down and said devil get out of this planet i call the shots here and I don't want you around. Get lost. Maybe try Pluto or Saturn or somewhere else. Not here. <laughs> no, not here. You know? 
Eve was conversing with the devil, reasoning with the devil. If the devil can get you in the arena of reason, he will whip you. Take the devil into the arena of faith. I remember as a kid watching Godzilla. Did anybody ever watch Godzilla other than me? Godzilla versus Smog Monster. Now, I think it was Godzilla or so that when it got in water, it was particularly strong. Maybe it was Godzilla. Maybe it was Smog Monster. I don't know which of them it was. But this creature in water was strong. Now, if you want to fight somebody who can fight in water, don't take him into water. Because he will whip you. He's strong there. But if he is not strong in water, and you want to whip him, take him where he's not strong. Listen, don't take the devil in the reason realm. He will outwit you. He's smart. He's a willy foe. Don't go to the arena of reason. Stay in the arena of faith. Stay with what God said. So, challenge what God said. She believed it. She was deceived. Adam wasn't. He wasn't. Adam knew exactly what he was doing. See, God used to come in the cool of the day to walk and talk with man. I believe that there are things Adam knew by virtue of his fellowship with God. He knew what he was doing. You see, he was the Benedict Arnold of creation. He was in charge. He called the shots. He acted in the light of knowledge. He knew the exact consequence that his action will produce. He knew spiritual death will come on the scene if he disobeyed God. But he did. He did just that. And then God came and asked him, have you eaten of the fruit I told you not to eat? The next thing he did is, you see, it's the woman you gave me. You know? Rather than take responsibility. Someone said, if God asks you a question, it's not because he doesn't know the answer. He was just trying to get him to take responsibility for what he had done. You know? So, man disobeyed God. God told him, the day you eat of it, in dying you will die. That very day, that very instance, you know, God now came in the cool of the day. He said, Adam, what thou? Adam hid himself. He said, was afraid. Why was he afraid? Sin consciousness had come. An inferiority complex had come. He no longer could stand in God's presence. He now had a sense of guilt, a sense of shame, a sense of not good enough, a sense of I don't belong here. And then he's covering himself with leaves. That's what religion does. You know? But thank God for God. He took an animal and killed the animal. So there was a blood sacrifice. The very first one that happened. And he now covered him. So there was a covering for his sin. But the point is that Adam disobeyed God. Now, who did Adam obey? Adam obeyed the devil. Adam obeyed the devil. He disobeyed God and obeyed Satan. In Romans chapter 6, verse 16, the Bible says, Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death, of obedience unto righteousness. So Adam yielded himself as a servant to obey the devil. So the moment he bowed the knee, he ran Kadede to Satan. Said, Satan, now you be cool. That's what Adam did. I submit to your lordship. I submit to your rulership. I choose to disobey God. Instead, I line up with you. I once heard a story, I don't know whether it's fact or fiction, about this man, very wealthy man. Very wealthy. He had a lot of property, had a lot of money. Well, the man was quite old. Before he died, he put his will in place. After his death, the will was read by his lawyer. 
This man had only one son. He had several servants, but he had one chief servant. Now, to everybody's shock, the man actually wheeled everything he had to that chief servant. When people heard it, folks said things like, my God. Hey, I told you, you know, that boy no resemble him. No be him born him. The woman don't do away much. You know, all kinds of conspiracy theories. And then some people said, no, 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 he's his son. But it's just that that man is wicked. He's saying that me, I work for my money. You, go and work for your own. Rather than give you, I will give a servant. That was another theory. Another theory was, well, we really don't know what's happening here. Let's try to find out. So all kinds of theories. You know, people never cease, you know, not to poke their nose in other people's businesses and say the one they don't know. There was all kind of cha-cha-cha-cha, cha-cha-cha-cha, you know. But one funny thing in that wheel was that the man put a cloth there that now he owned that servant too. And he owned all kinds of things. He had property in the US, in the UK, in, you know, VI. Had property all over the world. Had bank accounts, Swiss accounts, had all sorts, you know. A clause there was that his son can only choose one thing out of what his daddy has. Well, some people said he should choose that house in the UK. Another one said he should choose the Swiss account. Another one said, no, is that choice property in VI? All kinds of things people started saying. When the boy heard, he just laughed. He said, that's just like my daddy. He said, I choose the servant. <laughs> so he owns the servant. It's among the things he has. And they said the servant has everything. Gave the servant everything. Uh -huh. And he also has the servant. I choose the servant. So I own the servant. And because I own the servant now, I can do anything I want to the servant. They say the servant owns everything. Hey, since I own him, I can choose to put him out of everything. Do you see that? You see, that's what happened with Adam. It's just that in that case, God did not turn ownership of the earth to man. No. God was the owner. Psalm 24 verse 1, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. God was the owner. God is the owner. God will always be the owner. It wasn't ownership of creation that God turned over to Adam, over to mankind. No. It was dominion over his creation. It was dominion over the earth. It's like you own property and then you have a caretaker. Now you're the landlord. The property is yours. You have a caretaker, maybe a lawyer or an estate fellow. Say, manage this estate for me. Put anybody you want inside. Put anybody you don't want outside. You know, do as you do. Just make sure my rent money, the pepper, the rest, per se, per se. That's my own. And then this is how much I want for the property. If you like, put extra on it. As long as you don't put so much extra that nobody comes to take it. Do whatever you want to do. I'll pay you this for it. You see, so the caretaker runs the house. He's not the owner of the house, but he takes care of the property. In that same sense, Adam was in charge of God's creation. He had dominion over it. He had authority over it. Adam now went and submitted to Satan. So Satan now had authority over man. And remember, Adam had authority. Of course, if Satan was man's boss, that immediately means that that authority that Adam had was under Satan's jurisdiction. And what did Satan do next? He took the man and he booted him out of everything. And he said, you, <laughs> you, I will show you where. And that's what he started doing. He brought sickness, he brought poverty, he brought failure, he brought death. 
His firstborn killed the secondborn. You know? Wickedness just started. The nature of the devil just started because man was now spiritually dead. See, that's when Adam forfeited his authority. That's when Adam forfeited his dominion. Someone said, when Adam did that, why didn't God just create another man? He couldn't. What, what soil was he going to use? It was the earth now. The earth was already under Satan's jurisdiction. I mean, you want to ask Adam, what were you thinking? What? You turned over all this dominion to your enemy? To someone who hates your gods? To someone who doesn't care, who doesn't have your interests at heart? To someone who just wants to destroy you, to steal your stuff? What were you thinking? But this is it. You see, that contract or that um, transaction, it was a legal transaction. Did Adam have a legal right to do what he did? He did. Did he have a moral right to do what he did? He didn't. Was it morally right? It wasn't. But was it legally right? It was. God honored the transaction. God honored it. You see, one thing about God is that he's a master delegator. God had confidence in man. God put confidence in man. And God delegated the dominion to man. And man took the dominion that God gave him and turned it over to God's enemy, who is also man's enemy. And God had to honor it. And immediately, the devil started to hurt God's heart by perverting, by causing trouble on the earth, which is what happened. So that's how Adam forfeited his authority. 2 Corinthians 4.4 4 says, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. So Satan is called the God of this world. Jesus called him in John 12, 14 and 16. He called him the prince of this world. The prince of this world. In Ephesians 2, 2, he's called the prince of the power of the air. How did he become the prince of the power of the air? Adam made him. Adam originally was the prince of this world. He was the god of this world. But he wasn't thinking straight. Because you, you couldn't have been thinking straight to have done that. He turned over his dominion to Satan. Who is his enemy? As well as the enemy of God. And then Satan now said, I will show you. This authority is in my custody now. And we wailed it to the fullest extent. Earthquake started. Storm started, catastrophe started, Boko Haram started, ISIS started, Zamfara killing started, Kaduna riot started. All of that is a function of the fall. They are fruit of Adam's forfeiting his dominion to Satan. Satan taking charge of the reins. You know, sometimes we say things like, God is in control. God is, in, have you heard that before? Now, if you mean God is in control in the sense that God is in control of whatever happens, you are lying. That's not true. If you mean God is in control, that he has self-control, he's in control of himself. Yes, now, he's in control of himself. But if you mean that whatever happened, well, we don't know what God used it to do. God was not the one that did it. Insurance policies, you hear things like, you know, insure against earthquakes, storms, uh, accidents, and other acts of God. They are not acts of God. Jesus said in John 10.10 10, that the thief cometh not, but for to steal 
and to kill and to destroy. He said, but I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Adam was so full of life that even after he had been cut away from the source of all life, it took his body 930 years to catch up with it. He was full of life. He was full of life. Masterful being. Masterful creature. He named his grandson Enosh. Enosh actually means frail. Enosh means death doomed. Those were the consequences of his action. You see, to understand the authority of the believer, that's why I'm taking us down and letting us see line upon line, precept upon precept. Why? What's this thing about authority? Where did it come from? Yeah, it came from God. And originally, Adam had authority. But Adam, when he sinned and disobeyed God, he bowed the knee to the devil. He became spiritually dead. Now, what's spiritual death? Spiritual death is two things. In John 8, 44, Jesus said to Pharisees, and these Pharisees were the strict, strictest sect of the Jews. He said to them, he said, Ye are of your father the devil. The loss of your father shall ye do. He was a murderer from the beginning. When he tells a lie, he tells it of his own. He's a liar and the father of lies. See, Satan's nature is hatred, murder, and lies. God's nature is love, life, and light. Mankind became subjects of Satan. Satan became our Lord. Satan became our father. We became spiritually children of the devil. So there's one teaching that says, talks about the brotherhood of man and the fatherhood of God. That everybody, after all, the devil did not create anybody. That everybody is a child of God. Right? Have you heard that before? Listen, everybody is not a child of God. In John 1, 12, Jesus, or the Bible says, but as many as received him, him who, the word of God, Jesus Christ, to them gave you the power, the right, to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. It's those who receive Jesus who are God's children. Anybody who hasn't received Jesus as Lord is a child of the devil. There are just two families on the earth, the family of Satan and the family of God. Just two races on the earth, the race of the first Adam, the race of the second Adam. Those are the two races on the earth. Well, another classification, 1 Corinthians 10, 32. Give none offense. So that's with the Jews, the Gentiles, and the church of God. That's another classification. There are Jews, there are Gentiles, and then there, there's the body of Christ, the church of God. But you see, just two families. So it doesn't count what church you belong to. What really counts? Now, you should belong to a Bible-believing church. But what actually counts is whose family you belong to. Anybody who hasn't received Jesus is a child of the devil. So spiritual death means, number one, a separation from God. Man became separated from God. God came and he hid himself because he was afraid, because he had been caught from God, because he had been separated from God. But not only is spiritual death a separation from God, it's also a union with the devil. Man became a child of Satan. Man now had a wrong nature in his spirit. His spirit was dead. He was not alive to God. He wasn't righteousness anymore. He wasn't life anymore. He didn't have love anymore. Now he had hatred. Now he had murder. Now he had lies. After Cain killed Abel, God said, where is your brother? He said, am I my brother's keeper? Ha-ha! 
blatant lies. You see, that began then. God being so merciful, after Adam did that, banished him from the garden. Why did he banish him from the garden? Because in that falling state, if Adam had eaten the tree of life, his physical body would have become immortal. He wouldn't, it would have been impossible for him to die physically. And if Adam could not die physically, it would have been impossible for man to be redeemed. Because for man to be redeemed, man has to die. Somebody has to come and die. And if Jesus couldn't die, then man couldn't be redeemed. So that's why God had to chase him away from that garden with that angel with the flaming sword there. You know, the good news is that wasn't where the story ended. He was only the first Adam. Now let's look at another scripture. The point we're making is that God made Adam in his image and after his likeness. And he gave mankind dominion over the earth. Adam disobeyed God. He committed high treason. He sold out to the devil. Therefore, Satan became the god of this world. Satan had the authority. He had the authority. Remember the Bible was talking about when Michael was contending with uh, the devil over the body of Moses that he didn't dare to bring a railing accusation. He had to say the Lord rebuke. You know why that's the case? Check through the Old Testament. You don't see one time when someone cast out devils. You don't see one. You know why? Nobody could exercise authority over the devil. The devil was in charge. He ruled. He called the shots. He ruled big time. When Jesus showed up on the earth, that was the first time a man came and exercised authority over Satan. So they were shocked. What authority is this? We've not seen it like this before. Because man was under Satan's authority. And with Satan's dominion came sin. Came sickness. Came poverty. Came evil. You see, sometimes people want to blame God today for those things. God is not to be blamed. The Bible says the heavens belong to the Lord. And the earth he has given to the sons of men. And then the sons of men decided to turn it over to the devil. John Alexander Dowie said this. He said, sickness is the foul offspring of its father, Satan, and its mother, sin. Not necessarily because you sinned, but because of Adam's sin. Let's look in Luke, Luke chapter 4. That bell is about to go again. Luke chapter 4. Luke 4. Verse 1 says, Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan, and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being 40 days tempted, so this is talking about Jesus' temptation. Being 40 days tempted. So it's tempted. Don't forget that. 40 days tempted of the devil. And in those days, he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. So first one, devil said unto him, If that be the Son of God, command this stone to be made bread. Jesus answered him, answered the devil with the word. He whipped the devil with God's word. It is written that man shall not live by bread alone. Or by every word of God. Now, this is where I want us to come to, from verse 5. We want to go from verse 5 to verse 8. It says, And the devil, taking him up into an high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power. Now, you see, that word power is the word exousia. Exousia actually means authority. All this authority will I give thee. This is the devil talking. And who is he talking to? He's talking to Jesus. All this authority will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I give it. 
if therefore if thou therefore wilt worship me all shall be thine and jesus answered him and answered and said unto him get thee behind me satan for it is written thou shalt worship the lord thy god and him only shall thou serve now can we see that in the amplified bible in the amplified bible some people have said the devil was just being the liar that he is when he said that that he didn't really have that authority what how was it delivered to him verse verse 5 start from verse 5 in the amplified version it says then the devil took him to a high mountain and showed him that's jesus all the kingdoms of the habitable world in a moment of time in the twinkling of an eye continue and he said to him to you i will give all this power and authority and their glory all their magnificence excellence preeminence dignity and grace for it has been turned over to me and i will give it to whomever i will listen that wasn't a lie that was the truth who turned it over who turned it over to him adam did adam did so that's how adam turned over our dominion to satan now how do i know that's true when the devil told jesus that if it was a lie jesus would also have said no that's not true it's not yours to give but notice jesus did not contest adam's claims uh, satan's claims what jesus said is that no thou shalt worship the lord thy god and him only shall thou serve and notice also we read in verse 2 he was tempted so this was a temptation what is a temptation has anybody here ever been tempted to put his hand inside fire no you haven't been you know a temptation two things in a temptation there's a hook there's a bait a bait is there's a pleasure something pleasurable that you are going to enjoy but in enjoying that thing something's going to hook you you're going to you know you're you're doing something wrong which will have consequences for a fleeting pleasure remember in hebrews 11 verse 24 by faith moses when he was come to years refused to be called the son of pharaoh's daughter choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of god than to enjoy notice enjoy enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season see sin has pleasure otherwise people won't be doing it do you understand temptation there is a pleasure there's something the devil was offering jesus if there wasn't anything that was being offered to jesus it wasn't a temptation it was an attack it was, it was called a temptation because there was something and jesus was tempted it's like my god this is a juicy offer remember shortcut to hyperia when computer shortcut shortcut it was like this dominion that you want to get back this is shortcut get it now but the problem is if you got it by bowing down to the devil then the devil is still in charge then he hasn't been defeated then in fact he has authority over you do you see that so satan became the god of this world we need to understand that well we need to get that well because people don't see this is why they blame god of evil things that happen they will say well the lord give it the lord take it blessed be the name of the Lord." have you heard that before yeah they'll say it's in the bible yes i know it's in the bible there are a lot of things in the bible for instance if you are the son of god jump down it's also in the bible but you don't jump down because you don't listen is in the bible you ask yourself who said it in the bible after he said the lord give it the lord take it blessed be the name of the lord god later reproved them that they were speaking words without knowledge now we know who gave god gave we know who took the devil took 
so sometimes because we don't understand that God is a good God. He's a loving God. He's a gracious God. And God is a just God. Why are we in this mess? Adam put us there. Now, before you get too mad with Adam, you've also made some dumb choices. Do you see that? So, this, it's important we understand this so we can properly grasp this issue of the believer's authority. God made man in his image after his likeness. He was the crown of God's creation. God gave him dominion. God gave Adam authority. Adam was in charge of the earth. Adam ruled. Adam reigned because God gave him the dominion. However, God gave him an instruction. Listen up. You can eat anything you want to eat in this garden, but there's one tree in the middle of the garden. Tree of knowledge of good and evil. Don't touch it. And I don't think that's too much a request. You can eat every other thing. Remember, just imagine how many other trees must have been in that garden. Don't touch it. The day you touch it, in dying spiritually, you will die physically. Adam decided that's the one we're going to touch. Not only are we going to touch, we're going to eat it. He ate it. And then the devil became Lord and Master, as well as man's spiritual father. And then he started wielding his reign of tyranny, of terror on the human race. And then everything just went haywire. Everything just went bad. Everything just began to degenerate from that time. So you see that sickness that's on your body, or that's trying to come on your body, it's not from God. That need you're faced with, it's not God. It's not God that, you know, doesn't want you to be able to close your children adequately. It's not God that's trying to keep you from being able to pay your rent so you're thrown out. It's not God. It's not God. It's not God. He's a good God. He's a good God. No, somebody dies. And then when he dies, maybe a preacher, then we say, well, we don't know why God did it. God didn't do it. It wasn't God that did it. The devil did it. The devil did it. But can God just do it? Look, he's a gentleman. He won't badge in on us. John G. Lake was coming from the funeral of a young preacher one time. The man that died, died young. A preacher, he loved God. South Africa, he was talking to the Lord. Lord, why did you let that guy die? Such a young man, fine man. He served you. Why did you let him die? He was driving. Then the Lord told him, move your car to the other side of the road. He didn't move it. He continued. You know, but that man was a good man. Why did you let him die? The Lord told him the second time, move your car to the other side of the road. Well, he did it. He continued driving. About the third or fourth time around, Lord said to him more authoritatively, move your car to the other side of the road. Do it now. He did it. As soon as he got there, a truck that had lost control came to the very place he was before. And then the Lord said this to him. See, if you hadn't moved your car, that truck would have hit you. Somebody would have been coming from your funeral. And then they would have been saying, why did God let John Lake die? He said, I see it. It wasn't you that did it. He, you are a good God. Anytime something goes wrong, it wasn't God. It wasn't God. Now, we're not saying this because we want to cast aspersions on people. And want to say, hey, they must have been sin in their life. They must have been this, they must have been that. Listen, it's none of your business. If God wants you to know why they didn't make their connection, he will tell you. If he didn't tell you, shut up. Face your front. Mind your business. But don't let their experience rob you of faith in God. Somebody died young. And I said, ah, hey, this Christianity. Who knows who can even die again? If so, I so can die. Hey, hey, hey. Listen, eh? the word of God is true. Regardless of who received or who did not receive. 
if anybody didn't get their healing, it's not because God didn't want them healed. It's because they didn't make their connection. Why didn't they make their connection? I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not their judge. Jesus is their judge. If God wants you to know, he will tell you. If he doesn't tell you, mind your business. I mean, that's plain enough. Well, we'll be back after the break. For more information and inquiries, please visit our website www.remanigeria.com or you can reach us on 08100163948 or 08076576163.